Current estimates tell us that nearly 46 million people in the world today are trapped in slavery. Most of us go through our daily lives unaware that right below the surface or right around the corner, someone has fallen victim to this terrible evil. Men, women, children. Trafficked, sold, used. It's not okay. Something has to be done. That's exactly what Dave Batstone thought. That's what he thinks. And that's why he's doing something about it. Bringing together his expertise in business, his creativity, and his commitment to the overlooked and the abused. Dave is founder and president at Not For Sale, an impressive organization that helped more than 61,000 victims of slavery last year alone. It's my honor to welcome Dave Batstone to the program today, right here on the Edge of Adventure podcast. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. My name is Adam Asher. Thanks for being here today. It's always great to have you with us, whether you're watching the video version on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, or if you're tuning in to the audio version on the audio podcast platform of your choice. Just want to thank you all. Appreciate you joining us. And for more information, always, you can look us up at theedgeofadventure.com. Today, as always, a very important interview, very special guest. And we want to introduce you to him right now. Dave Batstone is joining us from an organization called Not For Sale. Dave, thanks for joining me today for this very important conversation. Hey, Adam, it's really good to uh, be on the show. I love the name, by the way, uh, The Edge of Adventure. And um, I look forward to digging into some of our adventures. Thank you. Thanks for that. You know, The Edge of Adventure, right? Where, where does that name even come from? Well, it comes from this concept that... Uh, our lives are better lived when we are brave and we're willing to undertake the adventure that is life, wherever that might take us and whatever um, purpose. That's the other word I always like to bring up is just doing something that matters in life, finding that purpose that we're here for and making a difference for somebody else. So adventure and purpose are the two things I, I always like to bring up, and that's going to apply in a very, very real way to your work at Not For Sale. So let's start there. Give the audience an overview of what you guys do and how important it is. Not For Sale, Adam, addresses human trafficking, so uh, modern slavery all over the world today. And we are an organization that, that has uh, three strategies. One is that we intervene. We get people out of situations of captivity and slavery. So it might be a, an agricultural field, it could be a, a factory, or it might even be a, a commercial sex um, brothel. And really what is getting them out, second is providing some kind of uh, security and safety and uh, service to help them restore their lives. And then finally, an on-ramp to a future. And we're very entrepreneurial with those on-ramps, which we'll talk about today, I'm sure. But so it's, you know, it's the whole circle. It's intervention, services, shelter, safety, and then moving into uh, the skills and uh, opportunity for a future. Dave, you have a very interesting story. I think we need, we need to delve into that first and put this into context so people understand 
who you are, who you were, that you know the the types of skills and and the success you had in the business world, and then when you were confronted with this need, and and it you know it it, it weighed on you in a very personal way. You weren't you weren't able to walk away from it and just ignore it. This this there's something mm-hmm. about this that you said, no, I, I have to do something. Walk us through that when you were first confronted with just how immense or or how commonplace this dreadful problem is. Yeah, you know, Adam, it wasn't a theoretical issue for me. Um, you know, strangely enough, I was a Silicon Valley venture capitalist, so not many people you would anticipate running a charity like Not For Sale comes out of Silicon Valley. But I discovered or I learned about trafficking in my own backyard when I found out that my local restaurant um, that I used to go to regularly was the center of a human trafficking ring that had brought over 500 young girls from the area of Bangalore, India, into the United States for the purpose of forced labor, first in the restaurant, and then taken out to fruit and vegetable fields and brothels in Northern California. You know, and it was such a shock to me. Um, And as you say, it it became something that weighed on me. There are so many people, I'm sure, that visited that restaurant, and I can't even begin to tell you why I felt like I could not walk away from that. It was like a a calling. It was something that I needed to do something about. And, um, And then that, you know, changed my life immensely. So this is the first thing I think of, right? Uh, so many of us, we can go through our daily lives. And, you know, in the West, we've got comfortable lives. We go to restaurants and we go shopping and we go about our days and we worry about the things we worry about, right? And then you're saying that sort of happening beneath the surface mm. is this dark and dreadful world that maybe we wouldn't even know exists and yet it is prevalent. I mean, am I following you here? I mean, is that true? Uh, you know, it, and it probably, was, that was one of the things that disturbed me most was that I didn't have the eyesight or the lens to see what was going on around me. And it really was a gas leak in the apartment where the trafficker kept, you know, 20 girls into an apartment. One girl died and several injured. So it was in the front page of the newspaper that uh, in San Francisco, that this trafficking ring was happening. I said, wait a second, I've been going to that restaurant for years. So I think that was part of the thing that, that really struck me was that it was right in front of me, but I didn't see it. So I felt like I needed to, to learn more. And I took a leave of absence from my venture capital bank. And um, I just went around the world. I followed the money. I went from San Francisco to India. And then I went from Los Angeles, where I had discovered some young girls have been forced um over 100 girls have been forced to a sewing factory in Los Angeles. So I went from there to Thailand um, and traced their story. So I went all over the world for a year trying to discover uh, how hidden this was and how obvious it was. So, And, you know, the money helped lead me on my way. This is The Edge of Adventure. My name is Adam Asher. Dave Batstone is my guest today. He is the founder and president at Not For Sale. And one of the things that I discuss and we sort of delve into on the edge of adventure, the the platform, is this concept that we all have a skill set given from our experiences and the things that we like and the things that we've learned to do. And we can, if we're willing, we can apply that skill set and those special sets of gifts to do something that matters and to help other people. Let's talk about how you have done that, because you said you were a venture capitalist, very successful in business. You understand how to build businesses and make them work and make them profitable, this sort of thing. And you put that to use 
for not for sale. Help us connect those dots. Yeah, I have to admit, Adam, the first five years of not for sale, so it was like from 2007 to 2012, I almost feel like I opened my heart and shut down my brain. And what I mean by that is that I wanted to do something about the this kind of concerning burning issue I had um, for people in captivity. Uh, but what I did is that I turned to business models that are not very functional. Um, charity is great generosity, but it's not a very good business model for scaling change. And so I would come on your show. I would ask people, please give me a donation. I would go and build a, a shelter. I would create some services. Then I come back again on your show and I'd have to ask all your audience for another donation. And they might think, wait, we gave you money last year. And I go, I know, I spent it. That's what we do at a charity. So there's no uh, recurring revenue that would grow that business and reinvest that mission. So after about five years, um, I, I have to admit, I felt like I was at the end of a river. We had shelters in Romania and Peru and uh, you know all over the world, um, including Thailand, Vietnam. And so I felt like I was at the end of a river pulling these bodies of these young kids out. They're drowning. They're flailing. And I said, you know, I need to go upstream. I need to go to the top of the river. And how do I stop that from happening from the first start, right? So that was one thing. And the other is I need to change the business model and use my skills, as you say, because I wasn't using my skills. I was just doing what every other person could do by starting a, a nonprofit charity. So in the world of Silicon Valley, we use technology, we use capital, and we use talent. The best talent, the you know meaningful capital, and we use cutting edge technology to create companies that grow and companies that are recurring in their revenue back to the business. And so I said, why don't I apply those skills and that lesson that I've learned all over the years to the things I care about, like human trafficking? And it could be global warming. It could be whatever, you know, members of your audience care about. Imagine if you use the best business model rather than the worst business model. And that's what I sought to do. From Not For Sale, Dave Batstone joining us today, telling us about his special gifts and his this heart that that he has to make a difference and to help end human trafficking. These are people and children. What does it mean to free a child from human trafficking? What does it really mean to that child? I like to think of the fact of um, being able to make decisions about your future and write your own story and, and have freedom to, to uh, pursue a destiny. And to take that away from a, a child, to steal their future and to force them to um, work behind a sewing machine or to sell their bodies in a karaoke bar, men coming from all over the world to do things to them that they would be arrested for doing in their own country. And, you know, what it is, is it desecrates their dignity. And I, I got to tell you, probably why I then went on, and now it's my life passion to fight human trafficking, it was the relationships I built with these kids and, and with, um, you know, their teenagers and even young women. And, and so I still today, even though, you know, not for sale this year in 2020, the last year we assisted 61,000 uh, individuals, but it's still the faces of the people I meet. Those are the, that's the motivation because it, it is personal. Otherwise it's a number, you know, I could say 61,000 people, but if I tell you about Nagarajan in India, or I can tell you about a two in Northern Thailand, these are people that are in my mind and my memory and, and I can't give up on them. You know, a cause 
that is theoretical to you, you can just, you get tired and you burn out or whatever, you give up. But when it's people who are relying on you, you can't quit. You, you have to find a solution for them. You talked, Dave, about three stages in this process. The first being intervening, second phase being sort of restoration, and then the future. Go into a little more detail about those three phases as Not For Sale works so tirelessly to help these children and these families and to intervene, but then also to help restore them and then to give them a future. Well, the intervention, you know, we have uh, rescue centers in areas of high trafficking. And, you know, basically we will work when we can with local police authorities. And if not, then we have our own rescue teams that work independently. If many of your audience has seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire, the young kids who are forced to beg. Uh, well, our project in Northern Thailand started by getting these young kids who were forced beggars off the streets or forced to uh, be in a karaoke bar. So, I mean, it's so funny. The first woman I met who really changed my whole like mission and, and commitment is in Northern Thailand. Her name is Krunam. When she discovered that these young kids were being um, sold for their bodies at commercial sex at age 11, she literally ran into a karaoke bar. She grabbed two little kids under her arms and ran out. So it wasn't the most sophisticated intervention strategy. And of course, we are much more sophisticated in later years. But it just shows, you know, intervention is that dramatic sometimes, just getting them out of a situation. Uh, if we can work with the law enforcement, which we have in the United States and, and functioning culture where law enforcement is on the side of law, then we will work preferably with those uh, institutions. But whatever it takes to get someone out of slavery, we do that. Um, and then, it's, you know, say the kids in Northern Thailand, we started uh, a village in Northern Thailand for um, 150 kids from ages uh, four up till 16. And it, you know, everything about their life, we gave them a place to stay, we got them into schools and we get the go all the way up to university. And many of the kids that we started with 14 years ago are now university graduates. So it really is a matter of providing tangible ways to keep them safe and take care of their lives. And then the third about a future that we can go into, because this is kind of the special sauce of Not For Sale, that uh, most people wouldn't even think of as a charity, but uh, it's a bit of a different twist. All right. Well, then, yeah, let's go into that because that is what makes Not For Sale so unique. And I think it ties in directly to your experience and your expertise and uh, all that you bring to this this project and this passion. But yes, indeed, everybody, if you're tuning in, if you're listening on the radio or if you are following the audio podcast, just uh, to remind you, we're listening to this interview with Dave Batstone. And he is with Not For Sale. He's the founder and president. And Dave, this has been uh, something you've been devoted to now for, I think, 14, 15 years, something like that. Exactly. It's become my life passion. All right, sir. Well, then tell us, that as we think about the future for these who have been rescued, because that's important, right? This problem for so many started because they didn't have a future, didn't think they had a future. They, they didn't have the options maybe uh, that that a lot of us take for granted. But by providing a future, you're uh, providing and renewing their, their hopes. So tell us about that. Well, we began to um, look at some of the root causes, and we, we found that in areas where there was a, a lack of rule of law and there also was economic deprivation, 
that made people more vulnerable. That's where trafficking was happening. So I decided to say, okay, I'm going to bring the best talent in the world to address these problems. And I, I called 50 of my closest friends who've been successful in their life. It was the founder of Twitter. It was the founder of the largest online healthcare company, a, a baseball player for the San Francisco Giants. And I said, look, at, you've been successful in your lives. Help me brainstorm a solution for a particular area in the world. We chose the Amazon of Peru. We're not for sale. We had a shelter and so many kids from the Amazon were ending up in our shelter, having to rescue them off the streets of Lima. And so uh, I said, whatever idea you come up with, uh, we'll put into practice. And uh, uh, the stupidest promise I ever made, because the winning idea that they came up with was something I knew nothing about. It was to start a beverage company that would source uh, wonderful herbs uh, from the area of the Amazon, like matcha and guaisana leaf and maca, and, and take these great ingredients, put them in a beverage, have an economic platform for the people of the Amazon, sell it in U.S. grocery stores, return a percentage of the revenue back to the communities for infrastructure. Wonderful idea, unless you're the guy on Monday morning has to start a beverage company. So I thought, okay, what would I do if I was in Silicon Valley? I wouldn't just go find a social worker who, who always wanted to create a, a beverage. I'd find the best beverage maker in the world and convince that person that they should work with me and I would pay them whatever Coca-Cola or Pepsi would want to pay them. And that's what I did. I went out and found this guy. His name is Paulo Hawken. Paid him a good amount of money, but also he had the vision and we worked together to create this beverage. Now, here's a great story. This is uh, uh, eight years ago. This is our first company where we would create employment on the ground, create a marketing plan that helps people know that when they buy our product, they're also fighting human trafficking. And then we're, we're going to turn resources back to the communities. Eight years ago, it was just a concept. Today, Rebel, R-E-B-B-L-O, roots, extract, bark, berry, leaves, the number one organic health beverage in America. So we went from starting this idea and we were going to source our ingredients in the Amazon, and we have. But now we're sourcing in 33 countries, choosing ingredients based on where we can have the most impact, not the cheapest ingredient, and then returning money back. We've invested over a million dollars from the sale of Rebel back into those communities. And so this was like, wow, this is how you scale. Helping 100 kids is awesome, but now helping 50,000 people through this economic engine, that's how you scale change over time. And so it's taking the DNA of your mission and put it into business. How many businesses or companies do you have now that, or have you started or been involved in, in starting to help affect this kind of change? So we now have 10 companies over the last eight years, and they range from a beverage. And now we are much more into uh, technology platforms. And we have four companies in renewable energy, hydrogen and solar, and um, also electric batteries. So it's, it's a broad range, but in every company, Adam is... The mission of Not For Sale is embedded, and also the company itself is designing a world in which we believe in. Now, they're driven by profit models. They're driven by, we have to be excellent in what we do as businesses. It's not like we get a pass just because we're doing good. But we infuse our values and the social mission of Not For Sale into the DNA of every company. And, um, you know, we've been pretty successful at that because I think people want to be a part of doing good by doing well. You're actually joining us for this interview here on the Edge of Adventure from Stockholm, Sweden. And you've got some projects over there in Europe. What can you tell us about the ones you're working on right now? 
working on right now um, a project where it involves renewable energy. Europe is a, is a little bit of ahead in the United States in imagining the deployment of alternative fuels uh, for transport and for, um, say, energy systems. So basically, that, the concept that we have is that we take to a county or a municipality, and we say, look, we can take your emissions for your all your say your carbon emissions from trucks, buses, uh, tractors, equipment that are farm equipment, and we can turn it into renewable energy driven vehicles. And so you can have a zero emissions carbon for your city. And this is getting great interest here. And so what we're bringing together are the just business companies that we invest in, and we pull them together as a solution for a complete city or region. I want to bring this to America after we have gotten a foundation here in Europe. And I think America will be ready for this in another three years. It's a little bit early right now to um, have that switch take place. Dave, jumping back now, you were talking about Thailand. You were talking about Peru. And I want, I want to be sure we don't miss this. You guys have centers or villages in these locations, at least a few around the world. Talk to me about those. They exist for what purpose and what kind of services or protection are they the people getting in those locations where you guys have these focuses? Yep. We're in 12 countries today. And you do. we have teams on the ground and we have facilities to give protection. Um, and really, it's, it's to get the the victims of human trafficking away from uh, the danger that they were in and then start to, you know, deal with the trauma and, and, and start to, you know, to go from being a slave to now having um, a security and safety and a, and a possibility of a future. That doesn't happen overnight. There's a psychological um, uh, transition that needs to take place. So we, we work in that. I'll give you an example of, of every project we do something entrepreneurial. Um, because we're really, really bent on the fact that the past has really been a Band-Aid on the kind of issues like human trafficking or malaria. Or, and so we want to move forward into solution-based, not just symptom-based. Um, but in Holland, for instance, we work with young women who get out of uh, slavery in the red light district and other areas of Holland. And they, there's a shelter where they can stay. But then we started a culinary school. And um, we worked with the Naked Chef, with Jeremy, Jamie Oliver, to design this uh, culinary school. And we give these women the opportunity to learn how to be chefs, we, how to be caterers, how to learn a whole new uh, business. And then we started a high-end restaurant in, in Amsterdam called Dignita or Dignity. And many of the chefs and many of the caterers are women who come out of our culinary school. It was so successful, it was so popular that we started a second one and then a third one and now a fourth one. Um, and soon we'll be uh, starting restaurants outside of Holland in other European countries. But the concept is it's a great restaurant and you want to come because it's this fantastic food. We always get the best chefs to work with our culinary school students. And now we have a way of funding all of our work for the culinary school, for the shelters. We're able to do that through the proceeds that come from our restaurant. And this is the kind of self-sustaining, growing industry or businesses we want to create so that goodness can multiply. Joining us today here on The Edge of Adventure, Dave Batstone from a wonderful, remarkable, effective organization called Not For Sale. He's the founder and president there. And also from Just Business, you can look them up at uh, justbusiness.is, right? Justbusiness.is. Okay. 
Dave, though, what would be the message that the audience needs to hear? You know, I, I think for many people that listen to a meaningful podcast like this, they might say, well, you know, what is the purpose of my life? Or what is the meaning of life? And, you know, for me, and, and how do I do some, I want to do something more than just simply pursue a, a materialistic dream that has marginal benefits in terms of my ultimate happiness. And I think we say, well, so what is the meaning? How do I find my purpose? And I, in a way, I think it's the wrong question because I really believe that we don't ask life questions or we don't ask God questions or depending on your whole philosophy of, of either a, a higher power or a, a universe. But it's we are being asked all the time. Things come into your life. Like for me, it came into the, my life in a restaurant that I wasn't even looking for human trafficking. It found me. And really the purpose or meaning of life is how you respond to what life brings you. You don't need to go into the Himalayas or go around the world to find the meaning of life. It will find you where you are. And the answer you give to those challenges, what life brings you or God brings you, your response is your meaning. That is your purpose. You're starting your story. Just be courageous to take one step, one step to respond to that challenge, to that question. And um, when you take that one step, don't worry. There's another step waiting for you. Indeed. So many opportunities. And we, we've all been given those opportunities. And we've been given a unique skill set. And sometimes, you know, people, they're not even aware of the opportunity. They, they have to stop and think about it. Hang on. I've got these opportunities. I've got these skills. How can I put those two together? Do something that, that will make the world a better place. Serve somebody else and help somebody. And, and that's, of course, the the heart and the soul of the edge of adventure. And it's why we get to meet great people and learn about great organizations like you guys. So let me move on to a different type of question, Dave. Um, what really bothers you? Um, you know, I think you're touching on that is the, the passivity that the, the underestimation of the gift that I can give to the world as an individual and I, I think there's a certain paralysis, you know, say, well, I really don't know enough, so I can't do anything. And then um, we start learning about what the challenges that our globe faces right now, or even our, our local communities. And, and then it's like, well, now I know too much. I can't do anything. I feel like I'm unprepared or underwhelmed. So the result either way is paralysis. That it, it, and I guess, you know, I think of the opportunity that you talked about. I talk about it as a vocation. Now, that's a different than a career. A career is how I make money to, to live. But a vocation is how does my skill sets or what I've been given, my talents, my gifts, how do they meet uh, my passion? And that's your vocation. And how do you exercise your passion? Like, what are the things you really love to do and your talent to do? And how do you deliver those to the world? When you learn how to deliver those to the world, you have a vocation, and it's your vocation. No one else's. And so I, I guess I get annoyed, but it's almost like someone having so much wealth and then feeling they're poor. And I think it's the squandering of the wealth that we have individually. I mean that in a metaphorical sense uh, that it's annoying to me. And I just feel like I want to shake people to say, you know what, you're you're, you're not taking advantage of a vocation that's going to give you a purpose and a happiness, I believe. All right, let's turn that uh, coin over. Look at the other side of the coin. 
and ask the question about hope. Mm. Is there hope? And what is it in your vocation that makes you think there is hope or restores your hope to some degree? It's a great question, Adam, because, um, you know, there's 45 million uh, slaves in the world, more or less, is, is, is the projected figure. And, you know, last year we helped 60,000 people. I could leave then that year feeling depressed because we just haven't helped millions of people. And for me, I don't know why I get more inspired by the goodness that we can deliver, the hope that we can bring. And that motivates and inspires me to do more um, rather than be overwhelmed by the enormity of the tasks that we're not doing or the people we could help. So I find it very specific. You know, I, do, I celebrate every victory, whether last week, a young woman I met 14 years ago, she just graduated from university and she was without any um, passport or citizenship. In fact, most of the kids that we work with in Northern Thailand are stateless. They no, no country will claim them. That's why they're so easily trafficked. But if we can get them into university and they can graduate, they can become a citizen of Thailand. And then they have all the rights that come with that health and job. And, and so this young girl um, who I knew 14 years ago, she graduated from university, became a Thai citizen. If that's going to fuel me for a month or two months, that just that one event. Um, you know, we help a whole village with a, a economic platform. That's going to help me for another year. So you only get inspired by doing things that inspire you. It's kind of a virtuous circle. You say, I'm not inspired. Well, it's probably because you're not doing a damn thing. If you actually did something, you'd be inspired to do something. So I guess you're, that's why I say that one step leads to your inspiration for the next step. But it can't happen in a vacuum. You can't imagine hope. You produce hope. Dave. How can we help? What what do you guys need or what does the world need? How can we help to help you guys, I guess, is, is part of the question. But also, is there something that can be done to help stop this darkness? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, there's a range of, of, of ways that, that people can get involved. Um, one is in, the, in their community, become more aware um, of what's maybe just a little bit on, underneath the surface and um, being a, an advocate for the rights of those who are being taken advantage of and maybe even trafficked. The next level is, you know, for, for not for sale, we have all of these companies now, you know, a beautiful thing is that, you know, I used to say, I don't want to wear people's tragedy. I don't want to drink their suffering in the morning when I have my coffee and I don't want to stand on their dreams with my designer shoes because slavery is embedded in so many supply chains, uh, the ways that products are made. The great news is you don't have to be anymore. And if you support the products that not for sale companies have and other companies like us, uh, it's not, we're not the only ones, but it, you know, uh, vote with your consumption um, and make a difference with your consumption. If you are um, someone who likes to invest, we Just Business is an investment company and we have opportunity for people to invest in our companies and get a return, uh, a financial return that's quite handsome usually, but also it gives us an opportunity to grow and scale companies that make a difference in the world. So I guess it's, it's doing what you do every day by consuming, by investing, by being a citizen in your community, but shifting it, shifting your focus towards a higher purpose. Where did you guys get the name Just Business? What's the significance behind the name? Yeah, I felt like I wanted, I felt people are, when I tell someone I'm, a, a, I'm an investor or a business guy, their assumption is that I'm a, you know, I'm a, a, a greedy bastard who doesn't care about anybody, right? So 
it's about business it's just business but at the same time it's justice business it's you know it's business that you can believe in and i do believe that business has the opportunity to deliver solutions that a government or individuals cannot do and i want to see companies that have a higher standard that are we just or not in the way that we practice our operations in the way that we engage with our communities and i i i want to see more just businesses in the world this is the edge of adventure podcast my name is adam asher and whether you're listening uh, to the audio podcast or catching the video version or listening on the radio i want to thank you for taking the time and you know dave at You've definitely encouraged me. Some of the things you've said just, you know, about the platform, about the edge of adventure. I find that very encouraging that a guy like you would 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 get it. You know, you'd understand why why we do what we do over here. And this relationship that we have with the audience is very special. There's so many people from around the world that join this and that follow this. And those those of you out there that are listening and watching, you know who I'm, you know who you are. I'm talking about you because you're always so supportive. And my request today of you, as always, would just be to start by reaching out to Not For Sale, and you can look them up at notforsalecampaign.org, notforsalecampaign.org, and encourage them, let them know that you're out there, that you believe in what they're doing, and you know whatever help you might be able to show them, encourage you to do that. And then also the, uh, the other endeavor, which goes hand in hand with Dave's heart, for not for sale is just business. And you can look them up at justbusiness.is. That's justbusiness.is to find out more. And you'll find not for sale on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at NFS. That's how you'll find them. But I'm sure you just uh, do a quick search. You'll find them there, connect with them, share their content out. And most importantly, let them know that you're out there and that you appreciate what they do. Dave Batstone has been my guest today. He's the founder and president at Not For Sale. He's an awesome guy. He has stayed up late for this live interview because he's over in uh, Stockholm, Sweden, and I'm uh, here at uh, the Edge of Adventure headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. So a little bit of a time difference. I appreciate you, Dave. I mean, honestly, appreciate what you do, your approach, who you are, and it is always inspirational to see somebody, meet somebody who is taking whatever their skill set and experience is and applying it somewhere to help meet needs and make the world a better place. So thank you, Dave. Uh, anything else? What else do we need to know? There's a great movie called 360 Degrees South. And it was uh, it's about the founder of Patagonia, Yvonne Chouinard. And uh, a young man decides he wants to pursue the path that Yvonne, as a, who 30 years before, had followed as a young man finding his purpose. So this movie, 30, 360 Degrees South, I encourage people to watch it. But I tell you, one thing that's really funny, Adam, is that in the adventure, things go wrong and they fall apart. And so Yvonne looks at this young guy and he goes, you know, this is fantastic. The adventure begins once everything goes wrong. And so I want to encourage your audience that if things are, if things fall apart, if things don't look like they're working out, don't worry, your adventure is just beginning. It's not ending. And so it's not a matter of always being successful. I mean, I, I've been talking about the achievements we have, but believe me, we've had plenty of failures. But your adventure begins once you can accept the fact that failure is a part of your road. Thank you so much, Dave. Dave Batstone, founder and president of Not For Sale. Look him up at notforsalecampaign.org or the other uh, endeavor, justbusiness.is. We've learned about both today, both very important in helping to end human trafficking. 
Thank you, Dave, for your time and just uh, appreciate what you're doing. God bless. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate it. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo. Beyond status quo.